Welcome to Star Trek Stuff with Anne. I'll take down your 5G towers and destroy all the vaccines that are poisoning our children and pedophiles and Nancy Pelosi and blah, 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 Pizzagate, whatever. And Adam. The only other thing I could hear was the grinding of my own teeth. Yuck, 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 yuck. Let steaming Vulcans lie. Yeah. Welcome. Yay. We have a show. And this is the 14th episode. We've, it is. We made, we made it to 14. Mm-hmm. I don't know why that number seems significant, but it, it is. It does feel significant. I was thinking the same thing the other day. I was like, oh my God, 14 episodes. I guess if you listen to one a day, that's two weeks worth of material. I feel like that's yeah, that's something. That is something. It's not nothing. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> that's the power of math, people. <laughs> Uh, uh, so, how are you feeling about the uh, election and stuff? Yeah, uh, an election happened, mm-hmm. and it was very, very good. Mm-hmm. And there was much rejoicing in the streets. Uh, mm-hmm. Not really so much here, because we might get shot, <laughs> yeah. but it was pretty cool. Well, Athens, though, I mean... Yeah. Like, Athens voted, like, 78% for Biden. Come on. Yeah, yeah. I don't think we're going to get shot. I mean, Athens is cool, but, like, I think that places like here are going to be very, very dangerous. A tiny blue dot oh, yeah. in a sea of just, like, clan-ass hate. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I, I I don't feel safe in Athens at all uh, in, in public right now. We'd have to stick with all the um, urban areas, basically. Atlanta, Albany, Augusta. Those are probably safe places for us. Georgia shocked the world by turning blue, something I never, ever thought would oh, happen. I never thought that would happen. People would say that. And my home state of Pennsylvania turned blue. Oh, that's right. I never thought that would ha- happen either. Yeah. I mean, Pennsylvania is pretty pretty conservative most of the time. It's Pittsburgh on one side, Cincinnati on the other, and Alabama in the middle. Yep. Pennsylvania pushed it over, but, I mean, Georgia... Having 16 electoral votes and big part was a solid red lock. Absolutely, that that was you know insane. The more I think about it, the more I'm thinking that's probably black rural voters voting absentee because how comfortable do you think those people are going to a voting station? Yeah, right. I mean, whether they could vote or not, uh, were registered or not, that probably didn't feel too comfortable. No, not at all. Y- y'all got to understand, is... y'all that don't live in. In the South. I, I, I can't tell you, y'all. It's exciting. And the amazing thing, and why I think it's relevant to talk about it on the show, mm-hmm. is that the main, certainly not only, but the main organizer that got people registered and that resulted in turning Georgia blue is a lifelong Trekkie named Stacey Abrams. Hell yeah. And a romance novel author. <laughs> That's true too, right? <laughs> I love her so much. She she's just she's just wonderful. What happened was she ran for governor, uh, was cheated out of the governor's seat because the guy who ran oversaw his own election and closed all kind of polling places and created problems for and black voters. Threw out a bunch of registrations. Yep, just yeah. tossed them out, tossed yeah. out people so that mm-hmm. they couldn't vote. Yep. Uh, so he cheated in yep. his election, and Stacey Abrams like. Uh, was like, this isn't even my final form, and then came back and <laughs> uh, turned Georgia blue, much to Brian Kemp's uh, uh, shock and dismay. You know that that conversation between him and Trump was devastating. 
<laughs> oh, if I could been a could have been a fly on that wall listening to that conversation because you know it was Brian Kemp just being like, I don't know what happened, sir. I just I I turned around and suddenly the uh, I didn't mean it. Uh, <laughs> Don't hurt me. If, if Trump had a trap door, he could like pull the lever on and just ah, just fall into the alligator pits. Yeah, exactly. Brian Kemp's going. I've created a monster. So uh, I just love that. Look, <laughs> back to look. Our... I know we got way off yeah. on the tangent or whatever, but no, it's okay. It's okay. A Trekkie from North Georgia saved America. All right. <laughs> so we're yeah. sitting here just like yeah, ah! like I was. I was uh-huh. Once I realized that. Uh, I was like, oh, my God. And so I made a quick like post on a couple groups on Facebook that that blew up pretty big. And it's just a picture of Stacey Abrams next to Nichelle Nichols. Yeah. And I just yeah. put a Trekkie saved America. Damn right. <laughs> and those got those kind of blew up on uh, on Facebook. I just went viral on some new shit. Oh, God, she's amazing. Yeah. And like like you said, she is definitely not the only one. There were multiple groups of uh led by women of color mm-hmm. that got people registered to vote and got them to vote and and all of that this was the women of of georgia doing this absolutely and not the fucking white women and she is a like fan fan i saw her on that yeah. get out the vo- the trek the vote thing and she destroyed mm-hmm. everyone at trivia she absolutely walked all over them so my god that's so great she was on pete Buttigieg's team the little shit and and yeah. she just dragged him over the finish line oh my god that's hilarious <laughs> yeah it was awesome Damn. but yeah no she's she that's is awesome. for real she's an absolute 100 trekkie mm-hmm. with trek values absolutely what i love about janeway is janeway is unmoored from the place that situates her, but she still has to carry the ideals with her. Picard is responsible for deploying those ideals across the galaxy. His responsibility is to remain the the static version of what the Federation is when confronting all of these dynamic changes. And I think that just makes you a different type of leader. But the first thing I want to do is thank our new Patreon members. Um, uh, Shout out to a couple people who um, I'm not going to name their names unless they really want me to. They can let me know. Um, But friends of the show, definitely. Um, Thank you so very, very much. This this that makes it so much more. um, It's just a lot of encouragement. And what that means for the rest of y'all is that you won't be the first one. You won't be the first couple. We have people. You won't be weird for yeah. becoming a patron. <laughs> we, I mean, and I mean, I'm kidding, but like, I, I get that. No, that I, would kind of be yeah, me. I'd be like, that. oh, they don't have any. Nobody likes the show. No, oh. I don't think so. Yeah. But yeah, so we appreciate you guys so much. Patreon.com forward slash Star Trek stuff and also iTunes. Mm-hmm. Make sure you leave us a five star review there. It's a huge help to the show. Yeah. And we will send you a very cool uh, homemade Star Trek mask designed by my mom it's really cute fabric all the different uh masks that we made are freaking awesome so yeah just email us uh we are star trek stuff at gmail.com and let us know you left us a review because they don't tell us for some reason i i, I would think that that would be like an automated you got a thingy you got it yeah exactly but, nothing. but they, don't, they don't tell us so i don't want to sit there and like and check it all the time like some kind of I th- I, that would be kind of psycho and kind of pathetic and so I don't I don't want to do that so please email what? us you mean like, let us know that you like the way I do with with our uh, Instagram account <laughs> whatever 
<laughs> Let us know, you know, email us, send us your um, e- your physical address so that I can send you one of these awesome masks. Stuff, good stuff, mm-hmm. stuff y'all will like. It's all good stuff. Yeah. Speaking of stuff, uh, g- uh, mm. guns are stuff. Guns are like what they open up with. Like the first shot is the the phase pistol. The first shot is shooting, and it's Hoshi mm-hmm. who, um, you know, so far it's been like, well, there's no reason to believe that Hoshi had any Starfleet training, and this continues. <laughs> she can't shoot the fucking exactly. thing. It's yep. zipping around or shooting at something. I don't know the little thing from Star it's, Wars that floats around or whatever. And how is this not holographic tech? This seems like holographic tech. Does it drop out of the thing and then Reed catches it? It's not a physical object. Is no, it? it's a it's a holographic thing. Oh, wow. He just turns it off. Yeah. Huh. So what? But she's actually doing target practice with it, which is something they talked about in episode two. Oh, okay. Where they showed her the new phase, you know, new phase pistol, and she and you know, Reed said something like, "Oh, we'll do pr- target practice with it later." Cool. Well, I-, I like that. I like that it reached back a little bit. That's cool. But she's having trouble with it. Reed tries to help, and he explains to her that there isn't particle drift <laughs> with this phaser. <laughs> you know how you see particles just kind of going places. Yeah. I I, I don't I don't. <laughs> get this at all i get that they're trying to equate it with some gun handgun or something you don't have to like i don't know i don't shoot guns i don't really shoot guns either but uh from video games and it's like compensating for things like recoil exactly i think that's what they're trying to equate it with space recoil yes yeah particle drift particle drift Uh, it sounds okay. like a Fast and Furious sequel where they've done so many <laughs> that they don't know what to do anymore. So now they shrunk them down and they're like racing in the quantum realm or something. <laughs> Fast and Furious 12, Particle Drift. <laughs> Movie sucks already, I can promise uh, you. Oh, God, yeah, I'm sure. Are There tw- There could uh, actually already be 12 of those movies I'm, I'm, I haven't kept up. I wouldn't doubt it. I wouldn't doubt it. I have no idea. <laughs> Whatever. I just don't care. Yeah, okay. Especially new cars. I don't care about new cars. Yeah. But anyway, she's, uh, she's so Reed suddenly, like, has a cough, and I'm like, oh, God, Reed has corona. Like, yeah. literally, that was my first thought. <laughs> and I had to, like, <laughs> I had to, like, literally correct myself and be like, no. This was not. <laughs> there's no. There's no way around it. At mask, this point. motherfucker, mask. Um, but the ship slows down, and the two of them, like you know, click some buttons and look at some screens and see that they're approaching a, a gas giant, which honestly seems like the most boring place in space to me. I think you can get like cool pictures out of a gas giant, but you yeah. know, even then, that's not always true. Like Saturn and Jupiter are gorgeous, but Neptune's a gas giant, and it's just like. Blue, eh. just like a blue green. Eh. I like bl- I like the color <laughs> okay. blue, but uh. so my question at this, so they're they're like, oh, we were approaching a gas giant. They're like, oh, okay then. So target practice is over, and I'm just thinking, well, why is target practice over at a right. gas giant? Uh, why do you need your translator and tactical mm-hmm. blow stuff up guy? Yeah, <laughs> what? It's like, oh, there's a gas giant. All right, anyway, back to Whatever. practice. Here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's the end of the cold open, and we go to our, our theme. theme.
now we are probing an atmosphere, tossing us a probe. It's a whole long mm-hmm. um, device majigger, and they just you know mm-hmm. toss it in there. And I was curious about the class nine gas giant, so I looked it up. Like you know, what are cl- gas giant classifications? Currently, there's only five. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay, so God only knows what they mean by class nine because class one gas giant is mostly ammonia clouds. Oof. A class two giant gas giant is water clouds, oh. which is actually Neptune and um, I think. Wait, no, Neptune's me... like methane. The whole thing is just a giant ball of fart. Right. Um, turns out that methane is only the third uh, most populous gas i don't know it anyway it it doesn't smell like farts it's hydrogen helium and then methane so it's like i don't know whatever hydrogen i don't know anything about hydrogen and then the rest of it is is like if you smell the fart and then the fart would make you talk in a high-pitched voice and that is science class three is cloudless which is uh that's the one that's uh neptune and then four is alkali metals. Oh, Yikes. Whoa. And then, yeah, I know, right? And five is silicate clouds. Yeah. <laughs> that is insane. Just raining shards of silicone? Yeah. Wow. Whoa. That's fucking crazy. I know. So see Wikipedia's entry, Sard- uh, Sudarsky's Gas Giant Classifications. It's uh, S-U-D-A-R-S-K-Y gas giant classifications for more information cool that's really neat it was it was more interesting than i thought it was at first because it was like a fucking gas giant um (laughs) so but hoshi hoshi says the probe is bringing back really weird noises which to paul says are electromagnetic fields um ahab wants to hear it she puts it on the speakers and they sound awesome yeah it's really cool i've done a couple of these shows where it's sort of experimental it's like me and a Mm -hmm. couple other people you know like a drummer and a guitar player and i'll be going back and forth between bass and just doing weird stuff and one thing that Mm -hmm. i like to do is take these samples of uh, they're they're all over youtube and it's really cool and it's worth putting on if you're into just having something kind of trippy on that's ambient where it's like here's what saturn sounds like and it's all caps and stuff and whatever yeah but it's this same sort of thing where it's the electromagnetic fields being run through some kind of processor or whatever Mm -hmm. and it's pretty cool like earth has a real wild one yeah, J- um, Jupiter is really. It sounds really awesome. It sounds very whale songy. Yeah, almost. And that's what they do with this. It's a. It's like trippy whale ghosts mm-hmm. just screaming <laughs> outside the ship. <laughs> just whale ghosts, like oh. Jacob Marley esque <laughs> whales. That's one of my favorite things about (laughs) people who like debunk ghosts and stuff is when they're like, where are are cow ghosts? Where are like (laughs) the ghosts from the 90s? Like people were murdered in the 90s. It wasn't just Victorian and medieval times that there are, you know, people died. So where the fuck are those ghosts? Yeah. Or like, where's the dog that's the, you know, and I'm just like, thank you. Because, yeah. (laughs) It's like a ghost appears and it's just like. (laughs) Some guy in a flannel shirt that accidentally, like, you know, tripped and fell off of a skateboard or something. Right. And now he's dead. <laughs> I don't finish business, bro. Right. I never got to. <laughs> I never got to Debbie's house. I never got to finish Friends. 
<laughs> Did Ross and Rachel get Did back together? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, you never hear about those ghosts. It's always the lady in gray. Yeah. Well, where's the ghost of Nicole Brown Simpson? Like, where, yeah. there's not a single celebrity yeah. ghost, like, you know, of, I don't know, fuck, Hendrix. Yeah. Why couldn't Hendrix be a ghost? I don't right. know. He still had more solos Again, to play where are surely? all the cows yeah. <laughs> and the the fucking di- where are the dinosaur ghosts dinosaur ghosts oh my god that would be amazing <laughs> you don't see those fuckers <laughs> instead of yeah. uh the lights turning off and on you just see like the tops of trees sort of being, being bitten looking because like a, there's a dead brontosaurus trying to like, nom, nom, nom. I had unfinished trees to eat. You feel a cold breeze go through you and it's just one of their feet. Dinosaurs uh, uh, had their shot and nature selected them for extinction. Um, so Milktoast gets all kind of grinny and, you know, milk toasty, um, and he calls them siren calls. And he says that they used to give him nightmares because his dad would put them on the speakers when they passed gas giants. And I'm like, uh, okay, it sounds, that sounds, that would be cool for like an hour. Right, right. And then you'd be like, can, can we turn that off, please? Like, I'd, I'd like to go to sleep, you know? And we've covered how slow those ships move. Right. So it would probably take them like six Ten months days. to go past yeah. something as large as a gas giant. I mean, uh-huh. some of these are yeah. as big as our sun. So yeah. <laughs> just like slowly going past. And you're just hearing, Yeah, boring. But he's 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 like huh, I used to have nightmares. Oh boy, I used to. The oh, only God. other thing I could hear was the grinding of my own teeth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Poor milk toast. Fuck this guy. That guy is burying some shit. I hope that's where his character goes. Surely it will yeah. develop a lot, and we'll find oh, out that he's just got yes. some deep seated trauma from growing up on boomer ships. <laughs> to paul is like why are we here because she's like this is just a gas giant basically my first impression you know like why are why are we at a gas giant again and ahab's like we've never seen one before and i'm like great um i like that she's like you have four at home yeah (laughs) (laughs) you have this at home gas giant at home is just jupiter man what's that what's that meme that's like can we get mom can we get gas giant and the mom's like we have gas giants at home and there's like gas giants at home and it's you know neptune (laughs) (laughs) that's just a class two yeah it's a class nine I mean, you know, I'm 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 kind of with her in that like it's a fucking ball of gas. Like, scan it real quick, you know, fine. Cool. Add it to the database, yeah. keep moving. But also, yeah. you know, Archer's like we haven't got to see well, one of these up close, and you know, like you were saying, like the the gas giant stuff is actually pretty interesting. Like, from oh a yeah, scientific point of view. I mean, it's pretty Th- cool. But this this is where it runs into the issue, though. He to you know Ahab's like I want more science about it, and she like turns around and does the you know the computer binoculars thing and i'm like are you fucking telling me that there are no other astrophysicists on that fucking ship that would be weird there's no other scientists that are interested in this that strains credulity 
they haven't made any effort to show that there are science labs aboard the ship. Not at all. At all. Not at all. Which is very weird because, I mean, the show has been very like, it's like uh, future NASA, not quite the yeah federation that you know so and you don't send something into space from nasa mm. without science experiments on it yeah they always always do that they always do a whole lot of experiments <laughs> yeah. anytime you go and out the there. astronauts themselves are scientists right they're either astrophysicists they're they're geologists they're biochemists they're you know i mean they are that first and then they're an astronaut right it's not like the old days when they just like found the most psychotic test pilots they could find. Yeah. <laughs> you had to be completely insane. Pretty much. You got the right stuff. This was uh, directed by Les Landau, who's been a huge contributor to Star Trek, directed many episodes, mostly next gen, mm-hmm. um, some Voyager and, you know, but yeah, he's he's directed tons of episodes. And I could kind of tell, I mean, this was, this was well directed. I mean, there was stuff in it that I uh, was like, eh on a, l- a little yeah. bit uh, mm-hmm, as far as mm-hmm. sort of direction and setup of some things but some things i thought were really good uh but yeah he did 22 episodes of next gen mm-hmm. he did 14 episodes of ds9 and nine episodes of voyager and only mm-hmm. this one episode of enterprise Ooh, that's interesting i wonder why <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i wonder if it could be that it sucks <laughs> In comparison. And he was like, this is terrible. Also, anyway, also um, his final uh, directing credit. This was it. Oh, maybe it was just maybe it was just a retirement thing then. His first credit was on MacGyver. What? That's fun. One really fun credit he has is the next gen interactive VCR board game, A Klingon Challenge. <laughs> Oh my god, I want that! I want, Where is that? I want it! Yeah, uh, I've seen people post stuff about it before. Uh, there's a <gasps> shot where, like, uh, Gowron is looking directly into the camera with Gowron eyes. Oh my god! <laughs> we do not forgive. Oh, forget! Yeah, yeah. there's a shot from that that I've seen in other places, but apparently it is an oh interactive god. VCR board game. Uh, oh my god, I want that so bad. Yeah, <laughs> we gotta get that. If y'all donate, paypal.com forward slash Star Trek stuff. Maybe we can get a hold of it. I don't know. Maybe maybe it's on eBay or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'll tell you what. If we get to 100 patrons, we will not only get a hold of that, but we will like tape ourselves playing that game. Playing it. Let's yes. do that. I don't know how we'll do that. Uh-huh. I don't know how to make a thing for Patreon, but we'll just do that. We'll just say we'll do that. At 100 yeah. patrons... <laughs> we will get a hold of Star Trek Next Generation interactive VCR board game, A Klingon Challenge. Fuck yeah. Oh my and God. And we'll take that Klingon Challenge. It'll be great. Definitely. <laughs> you look concerned. They're in this Class 9 uh, fart bubble. <laughs> T'Pol was like, why? Who cares? And then, oh, oh, shit, there was a ship there. Uh, it's a power signature and biosigns. And they get when they get the probe closer, they don't know it's a Klingon ship, but we can it's really obvious to the audience if you've ever been a Star Trek fan that it's a Klingon ship. I like that. I like that they didn't try to hide it or anything like that in terms of for mm. the audience. You know, we know. We know when we yeah. see it. Yeah. They, we know what we see. Despite Berman's efforts to uh take Star Trek off of the name, we know what series we're watching, you <laughs> d- fucking 
dumb. You gotta be asshole. kidding me. Oh my god. Arrogant prick. <laughs> All right, now <laughs> we cut to the sick bay. Yeah. Where Reed has a cold because he was coughing. So now he's got a cold. And so this will be relevant, surely. Surely. Yeah. Yeah. Surely this will matter more than a throwaway gag, basically. Surely it will impact the mission that he goes on. Surely he will have it the whole time. Yeah. 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 And he'll be talking funny the whole time. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Surely it will matter. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious, and don't call me Shirley. In any way whatsoever. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but Phlox tells him to be grateful because he's seen a dude almost throw up one of his his, his own pineal glands. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> it reminds me when Phlox tells him to be, to be grateful, it reminds me of the uh, Monty Python for Yorkshireman sketch. Uh, apologize for my... Uh, terrible pronunciation. No, fucking nailed it. Right. <laughs> we used to get up in morning at half past ten at night, half an hour, half an hour before we'd gone to bed, eat a lump of poison, work 29 hours a day at mill for eight in your lifetime, come home and each night dad would strangle us and dance about on our graves. So they discuss how and where he could have gotten this virus and I'm like, wash your hands, Reed, wash, wear a fucking mask. Oh God, this is so timely. Um, but, it, it, you know, like I said, like we both said, you'd think it was going to go somewhere. But um, but I enjoyed Phlox explaining all this and him telling him not to sneeze inside the environmental suit. And this is I loved the bit with the Kleenex. Yeah, because I can't because the thing about it, I can't tell if it's the actor who plays Phlox that had that, that makes it so good. And, and if he puts in these little bits, but it was just this unspoken thing that made the whole scene so much better even though it totally went nowhere it still made the scene really cute yeah there's sort of a this innocent physicality to it Mm -hmm. that for some reason is entertaining uh i felt in this scene you know this isn't on flocks this isn't on billingsley or anything like that Mm -hmm. it was straining to explain why reed would have a cold because he's like i haven't been anywhere yeah he's like oh viruses can last a long time so i was just like okay they are straining to make sure that we they're really pushing it's very important that he's got a cold okay yeah (laughs) yeah this matters it matters that he has a this matters i mean this was like a five minute scene (laughs) like there was it was a long part of the show and i'm like okay great he's got a fucking who cares you know and evidently, the writers didn't. <laughs> it was so weird. It's so, so weird that it's here at all. So weird. And it's like, okay, okay, mm-hmm. all right, we get it. This will be a thing and have to be a thing and whatever, blah, blah, blah. Right, right. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. The next scene is really weird this way, too, because it, Hoshi comes in to the ca- the captain's quarters and or whatever. And I did notice he was putting, like, those data disks into, like, a box that looked like a book. I thought that was kind of yeah, cool. Yeah, he's always fiddling with a small book in that room. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but she's all like, I'm super ready. I want to go on this dangerous mission, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, he's like, oh, well, you know, um, they can use their, you know, UTs and I'm, or, you know, and he keeps making excuses why she doesn't have to go. And she keeps talking him into it. And he's like, oh, well, <laughs> this is good timing because T'Pol asked me to assign you the team. Honey, I gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. What was the point of all of that? 
It's almost like he was trying to get her to say it. He's like, yeah, haha, and then I'll know the thing. I'll 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 reveal that I knew the thing. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of pretense to it that was just dumb. I think it's just for <laughs> us just like, because, like, I think so. You know, we open this up with uh, Hoshi can't shoot. And we've seen mm-hmm. in all these other episodes, Hoshi can't Hoshi space. Can't space. <laughs> she's so bad at being in Starfleet. So now, uh, no, she's got this licked. And and I mean, it's like, okay, great. You know, stoked for Hoshi. We don't dislike Hoshi. Mm-hmm. You know, we're making fun of her. No, no. Lack we, of, yeah. Like, why is she in Starfleet? But, you know, it's not like she's an asshole or anything, you know, so. No, fine. no, not at all. Okay, yeah. great. You can, you can space now. Cool. All right. Well, we'll see. Right. Yeah. <laughs> this is set up. <laughs> the cold is set up. Okay, these are going to pay off big. Surely. By exactly. The end. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Jesus. So Hoshi, Reed, and T'Pol are getting ready in the the very plastic looking spacesuits. Um, and Reed is kind of doing this like big brother thing, like where he's like trying to scare him her into something. And he's like talking about hull breaches and it'll crush you into a fist sized lump. And, you know, and I'm like, and she's just kind of going like, fuck you, I'm fine. And I'm like, that's great and all, but it's kind of delayed for a Starfleet officer. And he's doing the same thing that he was doing in the opening scene where he's like, you'd have blown mm-hmm. holes in the hull and like everyone would have right. died because of you. And so, yeah, I know this stuff and it's real dark. And then yeah, he's doing yeah. the same thing in this scene where it's very like incel. I have a collection of swords at my house kind of guy conversation. He's <laughs> yes, like, if yes. there's a hole in your suit, it'll squish you like a bug. Yeah. Why don't women like me? I'm uh, a nice guy. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and and even on the very nice end of that, like that's the that's like level 10. But like even at level one, it's that asshole big brother who's like the dentist is going to pull all your teeth out and then he'll screw it. You know what I'm like? Yeah. Last time I was there, I was in pain for four days. You know, that kind of kind of shit, you know, and it's just like, why are they why is he doing that? You know, hey, what are big brothers for? Whatever. So they do some exposition while they're traveling to the ship. And it's this really hard, like, center focus on the three of them, like the camera angle. Um, And they, right then, it says they need to be back on the shuttle and leaving within an hour. Yeah. You're like, okay, they have a time limit. That's nice. You know, it gives you this, like sense of urgency sorta and Hoshi tries to like needle to Paul you know about you know her sounding nervous and she's a fucking Vulcan <laughs> and and Reed's cold seems to be gone he's not talking funny yep, anymore. he sounds normal again mm-hmm. I think I noticed I'm not sure because I wasn't that close to the TV or whatever did to Paul have the yellow eyeshadow again yes, the yellow eyeshadow yep. okay it's like this greenish yellow eyeshadow and I'm like did Nimoy have that? No, I think I think what it is is just a makeup um, trend of the time period. Because this was like 2005, right? No, it was early. That no, this, this was is like 2001. It was like 2001 or 2002. Okay, yeah. That makes even more sense then. Yeah. I think it was just a makeup trend. I, I feel like... It's the best I can do. Okay, yeah. I, I feel like at some <laughs> point they did stuff with... I don't know. Green skin kind of tint and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. There was some kind of eyeshadow thing on on Nimoy at some point. Oh, he definitely had eyeshadow on, but it wasn't like a green eyeshadow. It it does look weird. <laughs> I mean, it's a, It does look weird. You, you can't yeah. you can't make Jolene Blaylock look bad, but still no. like it's it's just no. it's, an, it's sort of an odd thing. While they're talking, Hoshi makes this incredibly salient point. 
why are three valuable officers going to do this? Where is the rest of the fucking crew <laughs> and what are they doing all day anyway? In reality, um, yeah. uh, a gas giant has unbelievable pressure. And I remember as a kid learning yeah. that if you were to like fall into, say, Jupiter or whatever, mm-hmm. you never mm-hmm. hit anything solid. You just keep falling until you're crushed. Like, yeah, it's <laughs> it, it, it's it's bizarre. It's so weird. But yeah, there's nothing... If- hard at the bottom it really it honestly got is nothing but gas if there is something it's so it's a very very tiny right yeah rock there's basically nothing there you, you'll get crushed yeah. by just gas uh which is mm-hmm. wild it's so the crazy pressure of the gas uh, but he yeah <laughs> so he's talking about the, the the pressure and stuff and he's like i don't want to destroy a perfectly good shuttle pod and she's like or us yeah <laughs> And it's not done in like a funny way. It's just done in a like. No, she's straight up like. This guy is no. a fucking psycho killer. <laughs> Red flag. Red flag. But, and then they enter. This is so cool. They enter an eddy of liquid helium. Yeah. And I had to look this up. Um, do yourself a favor and look up superfluid helium. It is crazy cool it's not the same thing uh, as liquid liquid helium but the super fluid helium is in it's it's just insane it has the weirdest properties cool we get a slow reveal of what they don't know yet is a really big klingon ship and either hoshi is doing kind of a fake it till you make it thing or she really has grown it's really hard to tell at this point because she's like isn't that a hatch on the port side you know, and then she's like, what's that? You know, and the proximity and, and everybody's like, you know, it's just proximity alarm, you know. So it's like you can tell she's really still nervous. I, I think uh, before this episode, she'd have been eh, freaking out at this point already. Yeah. Uh, so I, I I think that there's there's some growth. I think that that's legit. They actually did kind of make that mm-hmm. effort with, with her. So she's like at least trying not to freak out. Yeah. I mean, you can't have this character freak out every on every away mission. No. You just, right. Exactly. You, you, you got to have her grow, I guess. So yeah. that's good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they get to this. Uh, so they find this ship, which somehow has a compatible dock. Sure. Mm-hmm. Why not? Yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They 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 get into it. They've got their EV suits on. I like the EV suits. I think they look pretty cool. It depends on the lighting. Okay. Like when they were getting them on, it looked a little plasticky, but in the darker lighting, they look great. It just depends on like how they're how the shine is on them. You know what I mean? Yeah, that makes sense. They get on board, and it's breathable air, and Hoshi like kind of needles Reed and gets him to breathe at first. And then to Paul opens hers, and it is the best to Paul reaction ever. It's amazing. It is so beautiful. It's so good. It's just this like two seconds. I mean, it's it's tiny, tiny amount of time, but she does it so well. She is absolutely oh. just like face punched by this place reeks. Yeah. <laughs> I had I I laughed when I saw that because uh, the last time something like that happened to me was <laughs> my wife kind of did this thing where. Uh, I was doing something, I don't know, I was watching TV or I was playing a game. I, I don't know what I was doing. So it's something else. And she yeah. just like comes up by me and goes, hey, smell this. And like it was a no warning, like this is happening. Right. Underneath my nose was a little bottle of fish sauce. Oh. And I and oh that God. was my face. Like what T'Pol does no. here. I was like, oh, God, oh, oh, <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. Like that for like... 
longer than she did because she was like, yeah. oh, right, I'm a Vulcan. <laughs> right, <laughs> and exactly. got it back together. Uh, I am not. And uh, yeah. and I was like, what the hell is that? And she's like, oh, it's this fish sauce. She was like, I was kind of just testing to see if you would want it on uh, the stir fry I'm making. <laughs> and I already know that now means a no. So I'll just put that back. <laughs> not cool. But yeah, her face is amazing. Like she just. It is, it's beautiful. In like point two seconds she completely nails <laughs> she does it's beautiful um, she completely executes it just flawless it's amazing and i have so many questions about why it stinks like i get it they're klingons but are they spitting everywhere are they peeing everywhere are they like are they rubbing shit on the walls like how is it so Bad. I kept trying to think if we've come across this before, like Klingon smell super bad. Are there, is that established? If it's that bad, I just feel like it would be like, you know, oh, oh God, the Klingons are coming. Like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there's an episode of uh, TNG where Rikers in like the officer exchange program or what the fuck ever. Yeah, I remember that. And yeah. he goes over to the Klingon ship and he doesn't I don't I'm trying to remember if they mention the smell at all I don't have a specific memory of people going like Klingons stink Klingons totally reek there is an episode of DS9 when Bashir and O'Brien are talking about how Worf smells and they say it's like a warm peaty aroma with a touch of lilac (laughs) I'm not kidding that's exactly what they said that's so Russian <laughs> I just re- I read uh, "And Quiet Flows the Dawn" not too long ago, and half the book yeah. is just describing smells. the outdoor smells of of Russia. <laughs> yeah. It's all peat and 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 mm. uh, mosses and flowers and yeah. mud, and it, the whole the whole. It's like half the damn book. You want to smell like Putin? A new perfume inspired by the Russian president, Vladimir Putin, has gone on sale in Moscow. So we end up finding all these Klingons and they're all like passed out mm-hmm. everywhere. Do they like yeah. sh- shit themselves? Do I- they have two assholes? Like how they have two like dongs? So maybe they double shit themselves? <laughs> Is that why it <laughs> smells so bad? I shit on myself over a dozen times and ran out of toilet paper after the second time. So you know what that meant, right? I had to use the thumb, man. It was kind of nasty. But, you know, the good thing about it was they stopped taking me out on patrol because my name became Stink Bomb. You know what I'm saying? They said, you know, I was giving away our position because of the shit smell. They're in a part of the ship, though, that has, like, no, none of the Klingons. And there's only nine of them aboard anyway. And they, and when they're looking around, it's, like, rusted and it looks like they're dirt on everything and all the like the all the glass pieces are kind of foggy it's like they're smoking it's like all of the Klingons smoke <laughs> and they're they're like the the disgusting 20 year old dudes who got their own apartment who don't have anybody to you know they don't clean up after themselves and they're mm-hmm. always smoking and always drinking and you know and that's what it is and I'm just like I guess yeah. They do have targs, though. They do have live targs. That's true. They have the live targs, but they're in like a vault thing. We find them later. Yeah. Yeah. They've got, I mean, when they go to the galley at some point, yeah, sure. I, I get that that would probably smell bad. That, smell that bad. Sense. But why does yeah. the whole fucking. Sp- I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. I don't know. So <laughs> Kling, Hoshi finds Klingon writing on the wall designating where they are on the ship, and, and immediately all three of them take out their phasers. 
which I thought was kind of funny. They all pop out their guns, and because the design of those guns is so bad, like mm-hmm. they're so like plasticky toy looking. Yeah. Uh, I just kind of laugh because it's like, get out your Nerf <laughs> yeah. guns. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> My favorite thing is is Hoshi asks to Paul why she didn't recognize the ship, and I'm just I'm like. To Paul was just kind of like, bitch, I don't know all the Klingon ships. <laughs> like, how am I supposed to know all of them? For Christ's sake. Um, I don't know. Honestly, I don't know why they didn't just pop the um, the suits back on if it's that fucking nasty in there. Right. They d- She did say something. One of them said something about, like, you know, maybe we should leave the helmets on. Yeah. But, you know. Yeah. Actually, that begins this this thing that happens where in each act of the episode they're wearing less of these suits yeah yeah, yeah so and we'll, we'll get, get to dirtier. that as it goes yeah <laughs> so there's dying or passed out or shit hammered klingons yeah. all over the place they're just kind of flopped around yeah so paul's like okay well better leave them here because they're alive <laughs> yeah and yeah, if yeah. they die here they die with honor and all that kind of stuff and leave them here fuck this let's get out of here yeah and it makes perfect sense they already i mean if you have an hour to do something i don't care how far in the future it is it's probably not going to include like a shuttle pod and an airlock yeah and like yeah solving a mystery like this is not enough time not enough time you're already on the clock that the clock's already like well ticking at this point and they've yeah they've got a bit have been there already for at least you know 10 15 minutes yeah what the fuck? To Paul and I are both like, no, dude, you don't want to rescue them. They don't want your help. Leave them alone. Yeah. Here we are again at another moment of like, here's this culture, but human compassion. <laughs> and to Paul's like, no, <laughs> no. Leave them alone. Stop. No. And she tells Reed, she's like, they will kill you. Yeah. And sh- and he's like, no, I'm going to help. I'm like, no. No. And they're not that's the thing. As soon as like that's the situation and she's like they're going to kill you if they wake up. It's like this is going to be the worst day of your life. I'm bringing nunchucks. All yeah. right. I, Shouldn't that be we, like the end have, of it? We don't have time for this shit anyway, dude. We gotta, no. I'm, I'm fucking out of here. Like yeah. fuck this. <laughs> the very next scene is the view of the kitchen and it's awesome. We get this nice pan around it everything it's all meat and cabbage that's why it smells so bad what the cabbage they're constantly farting it's just meat and cabbage and that's all they eat (laughs) meat cabbage and worms oh god i assume gawk is a very gassy food you would it would have to be honestly i guess i don't know i've never eaten any kind of worm i don't have any plans to and then lo and behold a very pretty klingon woman woman comes out of the walk-in freezer and I'm assuming she was in there for a safety meeting. I don't know. Um, <laughs> this actress uh, has done a whole bunch of stuff. She's done a lot of activism. Um, she was on ER for a while, like everyone else uh, yeah. that's on this show. Yeah. Yep. And actually starred with Bacula again, much, much more recently on NCIS New Orleans. Oh, cool. Back on the Klingon ship, Paul is filling in Ahab over the radio. The conclusion is that they've been exposed to some kind of neurotoxin. They don't say how, but it's dissipated and our little babies are safe. And on the Enterprise, Ahab tells them they have 20 minutes 
to see what they can do for the crew. And T'Pol's like, there's nothing we can do in 20 minutes. I want to leave now. You got less time Ooh. than an episode of Lower Decks to get the fuck out of there. <laughs> oh, shit. And they're like, all right, well, let's fuck around. You yeah, know? exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's so weird. Oh, we could be Klingons. We could have crimped hair and wrinkled foreheads. War, war, war. I love honor. I demand honor. So, and she hears them talking and is like sneaking around behind them, you know. T'Pol just keeps making sense. Like, no matter what she says, she's like, what are they, what are we fucking supposed to do? Like, there's nothing we can do here. We need to leave. I'm not a prophet. Mm -hmm. And they're like, no, we need to help and get them out of the ship and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, just go home. (laughs) And she's like, can we take them back in the shuttle? And and she's like, what if they wake up while we're in the shuttle? Do you think that's a really good idea? You know, uh, yeah, laying on the floor behind us. Yeah, you know what I mean. Idea. Like, yeah. yeah, just a pile of Klingons comes to, uh-huh. and they don't know where they Excellent. are. They don't know what's going on, and all they yeah. know is like, "You are enemy thing, probably." And, yeah. yeah, fucking stupid, man. But I was telling the truth. So they hear a noise. Reed goes into action mode. And uh, he gets jumped by the pretty Klingon and beaten <laughs> the shit out of. <laughs> yeah. Like he is so, he gets his ass beat. That's bullshit, by the way. She got me down. Yeah, okay, I admit that. She got me down. And I could have I could have reversed it, but it was stopped. People interfered. That's all. That's the only thing that happened. How dare you go around spreading that rumor? Why are you fighting women? She started it. Maybe that's why the cold is there. He can, like, try and blame that he was sick. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it was. That's what it was. I'd have taken her down if I wasn't under the weather. Sure. So she steals their shuttle. Lol. It's Um, awesome. She she just (laughs) Grand Theft Autos that shit. shit. And there's, like, are there no keys or anything? Like, how does she just start up the shuttle and go? Like, I... I, How does she know how to fly the fucking thing? How does she know how to fly it? disembark uh, and then fly yeah <laughs> would she all of those things yeah. i love it but i love just how gta that shit is just like <laughs> kicked your ass took your car <laughs> took your car drove and off. left <laughs> gta 6 alpha quadrant and then they see the shuttle like sailing out of the atmosphere you know and it's, it's <laughs> it just cracks me up and they hail it and it doesn't respond and back in the background of this scene when they're talking about like you know uh, they can't get in touch with the away team or whatever. There's two dudes at the coffee table. What are they doing? I didn't notice What that. are they doing? There's always some people back there doing stuff at the coffee table or, you know, along the wall or whatever. What does anyone what do are on they this doing? ship? Like, we it, haven't seen anyone doing anything. Doing anything other no. than, like, just standing there. It's terrible. The, well, there was that episode where there was the whole engineering crew and the whole thing that they were doing was totally unnecessary. Yeah. So I guess <laughs> people are only asked to come do things that are not really needed at all. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we only really need a crew to disobey captain's orders. Yeah. It seems like there's just a bunch of people in engineering, a couple of security people, and that's it. Yeah. Like there's no other scientists doing experiments or... You know, like, psycho- there's no, like, psychology going on. There's no, like, ethnobotanists. There's just nothing. Exobotanists. Sorry. We know that this crew is small, you know, compared mm-hmm. to our yeah, other, it's like 80 other people. ships. Yeah, yeah, it's sure. small. Even compared to, to Voyager, it's small and everything mm-hmm. like that. But, I mean, you're really just going to have, like, one person that does all things with communication. You're not yeah. going to have anybody, yeah. you know. T'Pol's the only scientist on board. 
Really? Yeah, come on with that. So anyway, the shuttle starts heading into open space. And Trip is over at Hoshi and T'Pol's station, totally acting like a dude who's never filled a dishwasher before. <laughs> he finally gets the, like, the Klingon's transmission tied into the UT. And she's like calling for any warship in the area to come you know, kill the Enterprise, basically. And that that they attacked her. And Ahab gets the super most pissed look on his face. Like yeah. He's like, fuck them. No. No, you can't get away. But he kind of, but at the same time he kind of looks like a dad whose kid took the car out without asking. Like you can tell he's pissed, but he's like dad pissed. You know? They grapple it. They get out the space plunger and uh grab it. And uh I guess she just, you know, turned off engines or whatever. Right. right. Uh, I'm sorry, but the grappler doesn't strike me as something that could withstand a whole lot of anything pulling on it no well uh, plus like when, once it's grappled does that pull it into the bay how do you like flip cup you know what i mean the little the the <laughs> cup the wooden cup with the ball on it and it's got a <laughs> it's on a string like do you have to sort of like flip uh, the enterprise a little bit right. like ass up so that the, the shuttle thing, and then you reel it in just enough to where it goes katonk and lands in the shuttle bay. <laughs> lands in the shuttle bay perfectly. If the shuttle doesn't want to go in there, you have to like force it in there somehow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> That's weird. That's all I can picture is that wooden <sighs> fucking cup thing. Just whoop, whoop, katonk. <laughs> and it has a couple of tries where it just like doesn't quite get in. Yeah. So it's just like banging on the shuttle bay doors. <laughs> ba-bonk, ba-bonk, ba-bonk. Trip and, and Ahab leave the bridge. And I, I noticed this weird thing. And Milktoast got the bridge. It was very cute. Um, when Trip and Ahab get on the elevator, they both vanish from camera view. Uh, I didn't notice that. What do you mean? So, like, Trip goes in first and he goes to the left and then he's just gone. Like, you do not see him. And then. Ahab goes in and he goes to the right and you see him for like a second, but he steps backwards and then he's gone too. And then the doors close. <laughs> I'm like, it's not that big of an elevator, you guys. Oh, Les. They stepped off the set. Yeah. They walked off the thing. Yeah. They, w- they went to craft services and got a snack. Exactly. <laughs> they just walked right off. <laughs> Come on, Les. I know. Exactly. I was like, what the fuck? This was his yeah. last episode of anything at all. So he's just like, no, no, Fuck whatever. It. Go wherever don't you want. Care. Go. But, yeah, yeah. Go get yeah. a snack. Bring me back a sandwich. I don't. Whatever. <laughs> Who gives a shit? Bring me back one of those ones with the little meatballs. Um, <laughs> so then the next scene bothers me because I'm sitting there going, okay. So this is the shuttle bay, right? Mm-hmm. They all come in on one door. Right. They're so bad at this. The <laughs> captain and the chief engineer come in first. Right. They don't yep. know if this woman has weapons or is waiting behind the door with a giant hammer. Or I mean, she could. Yeah. So fucking stupid. The least that they know is that it is a cornered Klingon. Yeah. Like that's what they and they just like go in there like oh. <laughs> 
They're so bad at searching the thing. Yeah, there's like four or five points of entry in that room. I mean, at least come in from higher ground and like yeah. look down. I just it, it was so funny that that's the way that they did that. Oh, it's just, and it's just it a couple just... of love red shirts. And they yeah. actually went with like the red uh, trim guys too, you know? Yeah. So yeah. So they're walking around. The two red shirts are walking around like, whoa, where's the Klingon? Whoa, where's the Klingon? And then where does she jump out of? The, the shuttle. shuttle. Which was like, had the door open. Like, it's just yeah. like... <laughs> Okay, all right, all right. Now that I'm thinking about it, all right, so the door was open, so they could probably assume that she was somewhere else. Right. But still, I mean, just like walking around like, what? Uh, yeah. It, it was really, really God. funny. It, it just didn't seem like they put in any effort any, at all into no. searching that room. Strategery. The captain and the chief engineer were first to go in. Yeah. <laughs> That was the dumbest part to me. I'm like, you should send your security person in first before you send the fucking captain in. <laughs> right. So she finally passes out after getting hit with the stun gun a couple times. Yeah, she takes out the two red shirts and then both are, you know, actual named characters. Uh, shooter. <laughs> yeah. And, she, and she, she drops. You know what? Uh, she's not good with this. It, it just looks very like... Ah, fall down. Controlled fall down so I don't (laughs) tip my head. Acting talent. Or damage the makeup, honestly. You know, the stupid thing she has to wear on her fucking forehead. Yeah, that's probably more more of what it is. Yeah, Yeah, and and I I love her uh, outfit. We see more of it later. It It, is a great outfit. Yeah, old school Klingon is fun. Like, Mm -hmm. the... TOS Klingons, not a whole lot going on in the outfit. Like, no, not... that was that was like this shiny material and like a black turtleneck. And that was yeah. pretty much it. Yeah, that was it. They all just kind of wore that. And then the TNG uh, and on Klingons have pretty iconic like mm-hmm. armor thing, you know, super cool looking. This yeah. is like she's got like furs. Like she yeah. looks like a, a a ye oldie time trapper, like fur trader. Yeah, <laughs> ye oldie time on the American frontier because <laughs> it's all just leather and fur. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty yep. cool. It's fun. it is. It's very very cool. They threw something spacey into it too because like underneath all that, because she also has these long sleeves that come out from from that that are silver. They're not just silver. <laughs> they're like disco glitter. Yeah, yeah, shiny. She's like wearing a disco ball. Yeah, uh, uh, made Arm into bands. sleeves underneath it. Like it's yeah. a full sleeves, and then like the leather and fur uh, on, top on top of, of that. that. I, it yeah. cracks me up how hard it clashes. It's weird. I love it. Ahab wants to go down to the ship to get the whole away team, and Milk Toast is like, "No, it's too dangerous for the shuttle." So Ahab decides to take the whole ship down. <laughs> really? I'm, I'm glad Trip <sighs> nods because otherwise it would have been really funny if the camera pushes in, and the music comes up a little bit, and he's like, "Polarize the whole plating." Yeah, we're going in, and then he looks at Trip, and Trip gives him like solemn nod. It would have been awesome if Trip would have been like, "No, that's a bad idea, dude." No, that, that ain't gonna work. Like, we're not gonna be able. <laughs> and to- then Archer would be like, "Never mind. <laughs> we'll find <laughs> another, another way. way after these messages." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it goes exactly. to commercial. <laughs> oh, so back on the Klingon ship. And this is the whole episode. It's just back and forth and back and forth. And at this point, like, you just lose this urgency feeling. Like, mm-hmm. it kind of happens at the end where shit's blowing up. But that's it. Like, otherwise, you're just kind of like, okay, are they are they, are they they back yet? Did they figure anything out? Okay, now we're back to the Enterprise. Okay, now we're back to the Klingon. You know. Yeah, it's, it's so, not there uh, not only in the story or the, the dialogue anymore, mm-hmm. really. It's mm-hmm. also not there in the acting. Like Not at all. They're just kind of yeah. like, well, 
it seems we're stuck here. Um, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And so they've now lost one layer. They're just going to lose a little bit more clothing every time we see them. Yeah. They're just yep. playing strip poker because they have <laughs> all the time in the world. <laughs> yeah. And Tapal like suggests that they try to pilot the ship out of the atmosphere and Reed totally acts like it's too much to ask. And I'm like, dude, get the fuck on it. Yeah. And Tapal is like, let's get the fuck on it. And because so Hoshi starts trying to translate the Klingon and says it's harder when it's written. And I'm sure the Duolingo people are, are like, oh, shit, you know, who cares? <laughs> oh, well, and can't can't do anything about that. There's one that I forgot to teach you that I had in my notes. Hub shoshli cooch. That is a powerful insult that means your mother has a smooth forehead. Hoshi finds something called photon torpedoes. Reed immediately gets a weapon boner. <laughs> she continues translating stuff on the screens until they find the navigation console. And after settle, setting off one of the alarms, Reed does this weird trip impression. Any of these guys that imitated you, did it ever no, bother you? Not at all. No. Okay. He does that. He just, it's like real fast, but he's like, it's American sounding, but it has no Southern drawl in it. I don't remember this at all. I wish I could remember what he said. He said something like, you know, we're up shit creek without a paddle, something to that effect. But he says it in, like an, like I said, in American accent, but there's no Southern to it. Huh. So it just sounds like an American, he's just doing an American accent. It sounds weird. <laughs> That's really weird. It is. This, uh, right about here, we start first getting like the submarine sounds. Yeah. I dig that. That is really good. Yeah, that's mm. a really good touch in this. The danger of it kind of comes through audio a lot. Mm -hmm. it's, it's not the only time that that happens. Mm -hmm. A lot of Trek's best stuff is submarine-y. Yeah. So at this point, I'm actually like stoked. I'm like, oh, yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right, cool. Yeah. You know? They don't really push that. They could really get this into that kind of, you know, uh, U571 kind of danger you know and they just don't it just never goes that it that tension never builds yeah it's well it tries to and yeah i just i don't i don't think it's quite there no like it really it, isn't never does yeah. get there so back on the bridge uh they're like oh wait we still have that probe majabra jobber that right. we threw out there let's use that to triangulate the position and as soon as florida man like <laughs> Looks presses a button to talk to it it just <laughs> explodes what uh, the fuck did he press yeah yeah <laughs> i started thinking it was totally fine and he accidentally hit the self-destruct button and he's like the pressure must have yeah it was destroyed it just just that <laughs> and not <clears throat> anything i did so in six six bay the pretty cling pretty klingon woman is strapped down and she's super fucking pissed and Flox has figured out there's a neurotoxin in her blood and blah, blah, blah. It won't, it'll kill her. And she com she demands to speak to the captain. Where's your manager? And when Ahab steps up, Trip totally is fucking with him. Yeah. Trip actually has fun in this episode. He does. Like, he's just he's just kind of, like, emotionally detached from everything that's going on. He, yeah. There's points where he's just laughing at what's going on. <laughs> yeah. He has no stakes in this episode somehow doesn't care what's going on <laughs> at all just skipping about uh-huh <laughs> so funny so yeah. she's laying on the table and she's like super intractable in her belief that they attacked the klingon ship and she's suddenly like a q conspiracy theorist and she's like when my birds of prey arrive they'll take down your 5g towers and destroy all the vaccines that are poisoning our children and pedophiles and nancy pelosi and blah blah blah, blah pizza gate whatever <laughs> 
and <laughs> it's so Chan- frustrating. The, the Klingon Empire at this point is Chancellor Alex Jones. <laughs> They're coming for our honor, folks. Frogs! <laughs> you know, oh god. They're turning the talks gay. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and and Chancellor Alex Jones is the best thing I've ever come up with in my life. (laughs) He would be a perfect Klingon, honestly. Like really, or forget. (laughs) I don't think this is a real Kalis. The real (laughs) Kalis. Oh, actually, that would be great because he'd be right about that Kalis that showed up in TNG. Oh my God, this isn't really Kalis. Kalis didn't come back. This was grown in a lab by secret government scientists. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, my God. You know, the religious leaders are behind this. Fuck. They've all been compromised by the deep state. Uh, but so. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm cracking myself no, up. It's okay. I just love this idea. I love this idea so much. <laughs> Chancellor Jones. Fuck, that's an amazing idea. Somebody Photoshop <laughs> Chancellor Alex Jones. Yes. Oh, please. Oh, my God. That would be amazing. Please do. <laughs> we have Star Trek stuff at gmail.com. You'll be our hero forever. Yeah, no shit. So Ahab says to Trip, remind me to stop helping people. And I'm like, T'Pol does that every single time. And you never listen. <laughs> She's saying that all the time. And you don't. Every single time. Every single time. Um, so in the coffee table area, they look at the ship, uh, the Klingon ship, like, you know, whatever, schematics or whatever. Schematics? Is that right? Is that yeah. I, I, I couldn't think of the word either when I was writing I know. notes. So I, I wrote Suddenly. ship design. <laughs> I, and I, as I wrote it, I was like, that's stupid. I, I don't know. I, I got to hurry, though. Like, I was in a hurry to get this done. <laughs> ship de- look. Design. The ship looky look. Yeah. There we go. And. They talk about how it's like stronger than theirs, but it still won't hold up long. And they and trip like in this like moment this that's kind of supposed to be like his genius, like clicking on. He proposes that they reinforce a shuttle to go get their people. And I'm like, that's that's not that brilliant. Like, yeah. <laughs> OK. I don't know why. It just seems so. So like that was supposed to be a moment for trip. He's no Scotty. It's all engineering problems that are going on. And his only engineering like solution is like, make the thing tougher. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Let's put some bars in there. It'll be tougher. I'm going to do that right after I put a couple more beer can holders on the sea do. <laughs> exactly. The state bird is a chicken finger. There's book lights attached to the set that lights up the different areas. Like to make it look more sciencey. <laughs> It looks terrible. It's it's bad. It's terrible. They upgraded to uh, science lights. Science is real. Hard work. <laughs> so we're back to down to the Klingon ship, and Hoshi finds the captain's log, and they listen to what happens. And the actor playing the captain is the same dude who plays Admiral Forrest. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I I, mm. I looked that up because I was like, I, I bet this is one of those guys. Looked up, oh my God, he's so one of those guys. He's done a yeah. bunch of other stuff for Trek uh, Oh as well. yeah, big time. Mm-hmm. His name is Vaughn Armstrong, which is a great name, Vaughn Armstrong. It has like an almost rhyming sort of thing to it. Mm-hmm. 
And it wasn't a named character, just Klingon captain. Well, he and he shows up here, and then he shows up like a tiny bit at the end, yeah. So he was on uh, Deep Space Nine. He played a gull, mm-hmm. uh, gull yeah. dinar. Cool. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't remember. Whatever. Oh, he was on the Star Trek Experience, the Klingon Encounter, which is a short. Oh. I don't know. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So technically, this is not his first time as a Klingon. Nice. It was actually named in whatever the hell that is, uh, Korath. Cool. He was on Voyager. He did several roles on Voyager. Uh, Korath, which I guess was a Klingon. Uh. Mm-hmm. Uh, that sounds right. Alpha Alpha Herogen. Nice. And he was a Vidian, one of the oh okay, one of the Vid, you know, with the wow. major makeup for that, you know, where the, it's like their skins falling off and everything. Oh wow, yeah, so gross. No, really, you look like death. Yeah, yeah, the Vidians so gross. are gross. So he was on uh, several episodes of uh, Voyager. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Trek um, Trek veteran. Uh, this guy. According to the Klingon's captain's log, they attacked some outpost, took a bunch of stuff, including some ale, and got damaged when they tried to leave, and then sank down into the gas giant. And he's saying all this while drinking something that looks like super green juice. I will do the do with honor. <laughs> I mean, I'd, that's what I'd be doing, too, in this situation is just knocking something back. Yeah. I'm actually doing this show sober right now. I I just now realize that. I have some uh, I have some fantastic local beer, the Creature creature Comforts, which you may know from the Avengers movie. Yeah. Dear listener. There's beer on the ship. What kind? So they go down to the engineering slash reactor pit. I love that reactor pit what a great name for an engine room fucking awesome that's so killer it's so russian too <laughs> yeah like is this reactor pit yeah in mother russia reactor pits you god damn right it does they've lost another round of strip poker by this point yes they're in straight up cat suits yeah totally all three of them are in skin tight cat suits the women's suits have like underwire under their boobs yeah nice Thanks, Rick Berman. Yeah. It's very important in space to get proper lift. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Fuck out of here. Uh, <laughs> it hasn't been established that it's really like hot in there or anything. Um, th- no. They've talked about it being uh, like it smells bad. At this point, they start like sweating and like acting like it's hot, but they don't really ever say that it is. Yeah. And I, I didn't I didn't think they were that sweaty. Honestly, I was like, I don't. Their hair's not wet. The makeup's perfect. Well, they they show like sweat on their face. I didn't see any. I, I... yeah. Tapal had Tapal was kind of sweaty at one point. Okay, I was just like not yeah. buying it. Um, so they uh, they gently take this Klingon dude off the panel <laughs> that they find yeah, that they're trying to find, and I really wish they had if Tapal had just like shoved him off. That would have been so much better. Yeah. Um. Why didn't when they <laughs> entered this room? I I was thinking about how stupidly. But at least they sort of tried. Uh, uh-huh. The guys entered the shuttle bay, like guns out, and like, you look that side, you look at that side. <laughs> yeah. But when your security guy is in the same situation and he's on a whole nother ship, yeah. he does this weird thing where he just like has his arm way down yeah. at this weird angle and like kind of goes in mm-hmm. and it, he, he doesn't, you know, military sweep enter the room at all, which is totally what this guy would do no, in this situation. He should be, that's what he should be doing, yeah. They don't know if people have started to wake up, you know, where no, they're exactly, going yeah. to the reactor pit. Or if, if dudes down in the reactor pit didn't like, weren't affected by the neurotoxin or whatever. I mean, yeah, yeah it's just weird. They just did not tell... <laughs> 
let's land now. Like it's he's got the senioritis, you know, last day of school. Yeah. <laughs> I retire in a week, don't care. Yeah. Uh it's just like just didn't bother telling him, you know, okay, you need to like military sweep this room, you know. Back to the Enterprise. We watched the captain putting in the braces into the shuttle. <laughs> There's an entire engineering staff. Nope. <laughs> nope. And they're doing welding? Nope, 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 nope. There's no staff. No one works here. <sighs> You're in a Home Depot right? <laughs> on a on a Tuesday. Right. There's literally one cashier. No, the captain needs to do it. He's the only one there. Yeah, <laughs> like what the fuck? <laughs> <sighs> there's one there's yeah, there's one person roaming the floors. Yeah. And he's 19 and has no idea where <laughs> anything is. There's literally no purpose to his being there. No. I, I, I didn't get this at all. When they needed to pull together and build the new phaser thingies for no reason whatsoever, uh, they had this whole crew. And then so, but but for this, where they're like, okay, we have to rescue three senior, like three bridge of- crew officers. Yeah. And they're just like, I don't know, me and my buddy are good. Just, he's going to come over, bring a six pack. We'll, you know, change the, change the oil on the... On the minivan, do some hunt. welding. Yeah, do- put put some put some welding in this. Just to do a little weld right there. What the fuck? It's it's really weird, and it's so casual. Like they're just it like is. Yeah. hanging out, chit chatting. You know, man. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Another thing about this is like this is rather urgent. Like they need to get on this right the fuck now. They have less than an hour to get these people out of there, and they're just like farting around and talking. Yeah. <laughs> What the fuck? It's so weird. It's so dumb. Man, you know, <sighs> maybe I got the wrong approach with that Klingon chick, man. She try yeah. something different. You start thinking like a Klingon. Mm, that's pretty good, man. That's pretty good. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Hand me another Coors Light. Yeah, exactly. Back down in the pit of despair. Don't even think. Don't even think about trying to escape. Reed gets all dizzy and burns his hand while trying to repair the ship. And so Hoshi and T'Pol go to the galley to get some water. And why isn't he just going to get water while they work on whatever the thing is? Why are you taking two people off of the task Mm -hmm. at hand Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. and one of them isn't the one that needs to get the thing? Yeah, Uh, yeah, that made no sense whatsoever. And I thought, oh, is he fucked up because he's he, he's he's sick? We established a while back and forgot by this point yeah. that he has a cold. Evidently, no, he's just kind of dehydrated. Yeah. No, that's all. What the fuck? So the galley is predictably disgusting and Hoshi is less grossed out, be- or T'Pol is less grossed out because she's had to deal with humans for a while <laughs> um, who eat meat and so forth. And they hear some noises and I kind of love that this part i mean it's terrible cgi but it's hilarious they find a pantry full of live targs yeah (laughs) and i bet those things are hungry as fuck too i was trying to think of the last time before that that we actually saw targs and all i could think of was star trek 3 there's like an audio animatronic Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. targ yeah yeah yeah. this is the third one right uh christopher lloyd's targ yeah pet targ that's a wild idea like it's 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 not brand new you know they've talked about this before that targs are pets and then also food 
also food. Yeah. And I know that people here and there will have like a pet pig or something like that. But generally, we don't mix that. Like, yeah, exactly. If we're going to eat one, we're not going to get too emotionally close to it. Exactly. Yeah. Hoshi flips out. And I love this whole moment. T'Pol doesn't shame her. Um, Mm -hmm. Hoshi like tells her she's envies T'Pol. And T'Pol like sits down and like, calms her down using like a i'm assuming a vulcan uh, meditation technique and uses like a pressure point on her hand you hypnotized her she's in a trance it's a great moment for these characters yeah and you're kind of like why can't we have more of these in this you know like this this is a great moment why does this not happen more yeah, the Hoshi uh, and T'Pol relationship could be really good and could be really mm-hmm. interesting. M- maybe it grows more from here and they actually like become friends. I'm going to doubt it. Yeah, but T'Pol's a sex object, though. Oh, that's true. <laughs> I forgot. This tiny little scene passes the b- blood belch. How do you pronounce that? Bechdel. Bechdel, thank you. The Bechdel test. And that's pretty much it. Actually, I've always said it Bechdel because... I, I, Maybe it's Beck, Bech, Bechdel. Oh, I might be saying it wrong. I don't know. You probably are saying it right, actually. If you don't know what we mean, we mean two named female characters uh, have to have a scene, at least one scene, where the dialogue is not about a man. A man at all. Like, yeah. romantically, uh, right. you know, co-worker, whatever. It's not centered around some dude. Yeah. And a lot of movies, movies and TV shows do not pass Do Bechdel. not pass, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, watch for it. Watch for it. And mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a nice thing to watch for. I'm pretty sure every single episode of Discovery does. Mm-hmm. Many times watching Disco, I'm like, all right, well, you know. They're... Voyager does a lot. Voyager does a lot. Voyager's very good at it. Yeah. It's a good thing to aim for when you're... When you're writing. Because it forces you to move that diversity. It forces you to say like, mm-hmm. why, why couldn't we have an actress for this character? Yeah. Dude writers keep just writing dudes... And uh, it's it's just a way to sort of keep yourself in check a little bit. Mm-hmm. Or when they write women, it's all about their romantic relationships with the dudes. Right. Yeah. It's all around dudes. Meanwhile, while this is happening, poor Reed is down in the in the reactor pit having a terrible time. Shit <laughs> is going down. Things are exploding. <laughs> like. And Reed is going to do something with the torpedoes, because of course he is. <laughs> yeah, for a minute there, he's just like, One star would not recommend being on a Klingon ship falling into a gas giant. So back on the Enterpoop, the Florida man and Captain Ahab are in the captain's office or whatever. And they're having like this calm, like everything's fine. We have all the time in the world conversation. And, you know, Florida man's like, I want to run another test. And, and, <laughs> you know, Ahab starts, you know, saying kapla and how he's been learning to cling on culture. And, you know, I'm just like, what? Yeah. And he just, he just, he really? pulls up the encyclopedia thing and then Tripp's like, ooh, interesting. They're like, oh, yeah, this is neat, blah, blah. Eh, fucking around, you know. Yeah. <laughs> At this point, like, like like show time is is never real time, and I get that. Yeah. I, yeah. So at this point, um, they died and were crushed like you know ten minutes ago. It just it, at it, least it does, this doesn't work at all. The way that this is sort of no, there's no urgency in this. There's no action. Like people, a lot of people, I hear a lot of people complaining about disco and Picard and stuff like that, and saying, oh, it's all action, but. If you look at like stuff like this episode, it's like there needs to be some action, right. you know, like they're just 
fucking around. They took the um the hourglass, they turned it upside down, and then ignored it. Mm-hmm. Just totally ignored it. Just like whatever. Is that is that is that yeah. a thing? I don't. You know. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> it's it's pretty badly done. It's weird. Yeah. Archer's got himself an idea now mm-hmm. for death after he reads uh, "Death Before Dishonor." Okay. Yes. 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 I have the smarts now. the The music starts playing, and House is, knows the diagnosis. Right. We can't diagnose that without a biopsy. Yes, we can. We treat. She gets better. We know we're right. And if we're wrong, we learn something else. So he goes to sick bay, and uh, she's like super suspicious. Conspiracy theory and- me again. You know, she's all like, first poison me and then cure me to gain my trust. Fucking shut up. They're poisoned loyal subjects of the empire. Okay, folks. God damn it. And they run this idea by her. Uh, it looks like she got it from knocking back alien booze. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I love this idea that they just I do like- too partied themselves too hard so i i love this idea because alcohol really is just poison you are drinking poison to get the effects of feeling poisoned like that's the whole drunk that's why you feel like shit the next day that's why it's not good to do like for a long period of time you know but this species their poison really is much more poisonous to another species yeah yeah i think that's awesome yeah and it makes sense all through star trek people are drinking alien alcohol like it happens a lot (laughs) a lot romulan ale and And these people have no tolerance because when they're on their ships they just drink synthahol so they don't have any tolerance Mm -hmm. at all yeah (laughs) like one little bit of romulan ale or a uh Whatever the drink is where Guinan makes it and you ding the thing and it, or whatever, horizon yeah. sunrise or whatever the <laughs> fuck thing is. And, you know, these people have no tolerance whatsoever. Right. right. I never even thought about that. They have no tolerance whatsoever until you get to DS9 mm-hmm. where O'Brien and Bashir really do like. They are drinking the real stuff. Yeah, they really do drink. They yeah. go to Quark's and they drink beer. Yeah. yeah. So he finally gets to her by asking her if she could live with the fact that her crew will die with dishonor. So that's finally what gets through her rather thick skull. He sort of Pascal's wagers her. Yeah. Like, yeah. oh, but what if you're wrong and you mm-hmm. go to hell? And she's yeah. like, oh, oh all right. All right, fine. Okay, all right. So down back down on the Klingon ship, the increasingly dirty looking uh, away team starts blowing up torpedoes to push the whole ship into a higher orbit. That seems dumb. It could work. I don't I, know. <sighs> I mean, depending on what the what that atmosphere is like, like I could yeah. see it working in space space. Right. But oh, sure. That yeah. Yeah. Like I, I'm just like I hope none I of know. that can yeah. catch on fire. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, you're you're like dealing with you know gaseous clouds and liquid helium and you know I mean what the f- I assume liquid helium uh, is flammable. I don't know I that, don't, but I'm just gonna that. assume it is. Yeah. Well, I mean, it could be it could be hydrogen. That's fucking flammable as shit. Oh, yeah. A cloud of pure oxygen. You know, I mean, shit like that. That stuff is flammable. Yeah. You know, so up. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Reed solution is going to be make things explode. Oh, my and God. Whatever. So, yeah. So then this doesn't work. So they defi- decide to fire and detonate all of their torpedoes at the same time. It's a very Florida man solution. It really is. They got that last magic kingdoms. I guess that, that that was his thing. He was trying to kind of get into character. What would Florida man do? Yeah. Probably blow up all the things. 
<laughs> exactly. So Ahab is in the shuttle, you know, the the recently welded shuttle. <laughs> Instead of hold my beer. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> hold my alien poison alcohol. I'm gonna blow shit up. What y'all watch this now? The state bird is a chicken finger. So they and they feel like a big shock wave and they finally find the ship and they dock and she's all, I'll fix my own fucking ship. And he's like, No, my crew almost died fucking trying to save your dumbass. Then basically everything's resolved. Like <laughs> that's pretty much it. Like they don't show her waking or them, you know, helping out the other Klingons or her like explaining that you know, the humans saved them or anything, you know, and none of that, you know, they're back on the Enterprise and other Klingon ships are on the way and we don't even see the ship coming out of the atmosphere. Admiral Forrest as a Klingon demands they surrender the Enterprise. I love that he just like wakes up with this hangover, just goes like, fucking kill, kill (laughs) whoever, (laughs) you, fuck you. Somebody. (laughs) He just totally externalizes the hangover rage because you're yeah. mad at yourself because you know you didn't need to do that last shot no you didn't need to and you did because somebody else bought you did not drink any water like you promised yourself you would yeah exactly you, you know yeah. so he wakes up and instead of being like oh fuck me goddamn he's just like fuck fuck you fuck you okay you obviously did this yeah Sh- you you shut up <laughs> Oh, and he just calls him on FaceTime and just like, I will kill, kill you. Kill you. Fuck you. <laughs> but Ahab has totally had enough of this shit. And he reads him like RuPaul reading a fucking freshman sorority girl with too much perfume, you know. And they finally go away. Finally. Yeah. I kind of love the way that they approach that scene because that's mm. how I felt at that point. I was just like, yeah really we're doing more with the yeah. thing okay because yeah. like trip is like there are weapons man <laughs> shit we, yeah, yeah i totally. have had too much of this shit i've been on my feet all day at the waffle house <laughs> and i do not need to do this any goddamn more and you know <laughs> and archer's just like fucking seriously raw you ain't got shit yeah yeah we blew up all your torpedoes and you your just, ship's falling the fuck apart seriously go, go away shut up <laughs> shut up i told you already and he does i like that he's he's like like he's like you have foiled me Rawr. yeah he totally does Rawr. i'll get you gadget uh, yeah very very <laughs> i'll get you gadget escapes last scene is reed hoshi and Tapal in the sexy blue room getting clean somehow <laughs> Sexy blue light room. They, but they they have showers. <laughs> yeah. Why well, are they sitting in this sexy blue room getting clean? This makes sense. This is not like um, uh, uh, out of nowhere. Like the once or twice other times where uh, they've had to use the sexy blue light room, which strangely enough had people that look amazing in sexy blue light. Of course. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, it was like, okay, you got to stay in here and there's like, you know, pathogens in case there's pathogens or whatever like that. I feel like yeah. after that, you can do the shower part. Right. I am Which, so sorry. No, none of this My makes printer sense. has decided to make a fuck ton of noise. <sighs> what the fuck? Why? Are, what? what? I didn't What's ask it you doing? to print anything. What the fuck? <laughs> 
You're the only person I know with a printer. Everybody else is just like, I'll just, I'll use the one at work. <laughs> I had to get it <laughs> for work. Ugh. Anyway, sorry about that. So, <laughs> do you want to go back and talk that, that again? That fucking cracks again? me up. Uh, I, I don't even know where we were. Uh, oh, we were we, talking oh, about the sexy blue light room. Right, right. So, so se- sexy blue light room. Uh, y- yeah, it doesn't actually like clean you. Right. It just that's... kills germs. It's like it's just sort of Lysol spraying you or... Hence my confusion. Yeah. So why are they like, oh, it feels so nice so to be clean. So great, yeah. I, I'm sorry. It didn't... Maybe maybe it was the TV or whatever. Mm-hmm. Frankly, they didn't look that dirty. Like, by the time they got down to, like, yeah. you know, the cat suits or it, whatever, I just didn't buy it. It wasn't, it wasn't really, like, something that they focused on but if you looked at their clothes and they did their clothes were getting gross and dirty and there was sweat and and so forth like definitely like when you see them in the uh uh hoshi and tapal in the galley they are sweaty okay over time the the cat suit thing gets nastier and nastier and nastier i i believe you i (laughs) Well, you you watch it on like a like close up on a computer monitor, yeah. right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay, well th- that's the difference. I was yeah. I was at the back of the room with the gotcha. TV, so I, right, you right, know, right. That's, that's how I watched it. So all right, that's fine. <laughs> the idea is that they're basically like in a sauna, you know? I, they're they're, in, they're right. in a steam room. It's that right. sort of effect. And I'd say what my man Dominic looks amazing, dude. That guy is yeah, he's in good fucking shape. But yeah, so continuing our tradition of people that need to get cleared of pathogens have to be you know. <laughs> ludicrously hot yeah and and then to paul lies and says that she's developing a headache yeah <laughs> what the fuck all she could had to would have had to say is we don't feel clean yet and we want to be in here for longer and and i'm sure flocks would have been like okay you lied i exaggerated you can't make us leave yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's no reason to lie at all. Yeah, Flox is cool. It's not like there's exactly. a line of other people trying to get in <laughs> exactly. and their time is up. Yeah, yeah, totally. Are you a steam room sauna fan? Some people love them. Some people don't like them. I just have never really needed it. Needed it. A, a nice hot shower is fine. I'm pretty much the same way. I've been in like a couple of sauna kind of things a couple of times. I'm like, I get the appeal. I get why mm-hmm, people mm-hmm. are into it. I don't feel relaxed, though. Yeah. You're... In a really, really hot room, and it's steamy. Yeah. It doesn't make me feel better in any way. <laughs> like, I live in the South, though, so maybe that's part of it. <laughs> yeah, the first time I went in one uh, was when I lived in Louisiana, and I was just like, yeah, we have this outside. Just go outside. <laughs> exactly. Like, we were <laughs> this, this is not new. I was at this gym yeah. with my brother and, and a friend of ours, and uh, my brother and his and his friend are both just like, in amazing shape. They look fantastic. Yeah. And I'm just, my schlubby ass is just in there going like, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I got on the treadmill for a minute. Now I'm going to sweat in here, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but I went to one when I was way up north. I was in Upper Peninsula, Michigan. Uh-huh. And I got in a in a, like a little tiny sauna room that has the, had the yeah. coals and stuff. And like you could. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was, that was pretty cool. That, that I understood. Yeah. That made sense to me. That makes sense to me, but not. In the South, where all you have to do is go outside. Yeah. Like, the only difference is there's not mosquitoes in the sauna. That's really it. Saunas in the South, for when you just need a little mosquito break. Everything else is exactly the same. You're totally comfortable, except for <laughs> mosquitoes, just sweating your ass off. 
<laughs> and watching the clan ride by. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god we have been ripping the deep south this this episode dude we it live deserves here it. we live here it deserves Georgia it Georgia turned blue though uh, did it trek i mean not well basic storyline yes yeah basic details not really yeah no i mean we've seen worse we've seen stuff mm-hmm. that's that's less trek mm-hmm. we do continue with our theme of archer being like no we shall thrust yeah whatever when tapal's going no no let's not do that archer does have a line at one point uh, when they're leaving sick bay after him talking to uh what's, what's her fucking name i wrote it down the klingon lady oh shit i don't remember it's it's like a cool klingon name i wrote it down it's uh it's a cool name buka yeah. B-U apostrophe K-A capital H. Boca. Yeah, where he's just like, remind me not to help people anymore. And Tripp's right. laughing. like Laughing at him. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. like, yep, shit's wacky, man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. God damn it. Uh, I, lo- I, I, I kind of wish that they'd have leaned into that and made him, re- like that would have relieved tension in a fun way where for some would, reason yeah. Trip is just basically like, not literally stoned, but kind of has like goofy stoner attitude, right? You know, the whole time. <laughs> it's just kind of laughing it off. Well, because like, even in the even in the the shuttle scene where they're you know they're welding for some reason, he's not even the one doing the work. Yes. He's sitting there watching <laughs> the captain do it. So I'm, yeah, that would be that would have been great. I'm gonna just supervise, man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that would have been great. <sighs> yeah, I mean, it, it. This was not executed well. When you set a countdown, yeah, you got to stick to it and you got to ramp up. Yeah, you got to ramp up the tension. They tried. You could tell they were trying to ramp up the tension, but there, it just fell flat. There just was no tension whatsoever. It had some good submarine kind of shit in it. Yeah, the scariest shit in any submarine movie is them going too deep and then the the pressure right. starts to mm-hmm. to buckle mm-hmm. and. She can't take much more and that kind of thing. Well, even if if they had had some kind of more physical reaction, you know, like if if T'Pol, you know, started having like like the pressure was starting to hurt her head or, you know, Reed kept falling over or his cold got worse. Anything would, you know, <laughs> the right. fucking cold. Jesus Christ. There was no payoff with the cold. Not at all. There was nothing like the other two got poisoned because it. it it wasn't so much the drink as it was something in, in the, the air, air or instead. something. Yeah, but yeah. he was immune mm-hmm. because rhinovirus like kills it or something. I don't know. Right. I don't know. I'm spitballing yeah. off. I'm, yeah. I'm off the. T- that's no. not part of my notes. I'm just going off the top of my head. Something to make the whole have a cold thing pay off. Did better than the fucking writers. <laughs> They took all that time to set all that up. And just did nothing Made with it. Yeah. Dominic Keating, like, uh, fake sneeze. He did a good job. He did a good job. It's probably his best <laughs> acting in this episode is, like, fake sneezing. Because that's not easy. No, it's not. Um, so, band names. Uh, off of Buka's outfit, uh, I got mm-hmm. Disco Sleeves. Disco Sleeves. Nice. Not bad. That's, that's my band name for this episode. Okay. I've got three... Two of which are probably not as good as the other. Reactor pit. Okay. Uh, computer targ. Mm, okay. Yeah. <laughs> two hits of the stun gun. Two hits with the stun gun. Yeah. Two hits of the stun gun. 
Yeah, okay. Two hits <laughs> with the stun gun. Reactor Pit sounds like a um like a European metal band, like a century media yeah. band. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh yeah. Um two hits with the stun gun. I already like that band. That's a fun band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like that's like a lot of that's like noise rock. Possibly so. Yeah, like a cop yeah. shoot cop kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, my recommendation is the band Dream Tent. Oh yeah, this is Jean's. Yeah, 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 yeah. This yeah. is Jean's band. This is awesome. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jean was the frontman for an exceptional band out of Athens called the Powder Room. Just a really mm-hmm. great grunge band, especially that first record. To me, that just yeah, it just sludges and slams. It's it's really fun. Mm-hmm. Well, he's and he's in Vincus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's now in Vincus, yeah. which is an awesome mm-hmm. band. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and was in Man Ray, which is mm-hmm. one of the greatest like math rock kind of kind of math rock. I don't know, whatever. Not yeah. not, not too yeah. mathy, not too mathy. You know, not if too it mathy, was too mathy, but, I wouldn't listen to it. But uh, yeah. they were like fucking mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so this is a new uh, project of his that also uh, my friend Erica Strout is involved with especially with the video stuff that that act is putting out but it's like but it's it's like chill synth dreamy pop kind of stuff so it's way way lighter than any of the bands i just mentioned so if you're looking for something less heavy than that uh dream tent it's very much a departure for him um but it's just as quality you know yeah, very, very cool. I think uh, a lot of people will be into it. So mm-hmm. check it out on Bandcamp. Uh, search Dream Tent. YouTube, there's some videos and stuff that uh, Erica Strout from uh, Motherfucker, who you hear at the beginning and end of uh, each episode playing guitar. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's kind of their their project. So my recommendation for any murderinos out there, um, do you know what a murderino is? It's someone who really likes to study the movement of groups of crows. <laughs> Good, good guess. Um, no, but good guess. I'm not too bad on going off the top of my head when I'm sober. I'm finding out during this episode. <laughs> but going, actually, what's funny is uh, a murder of crows will actually like investigate uh, dead bodies. That's true. I, I read that somewhere. I saw that. Crows are crazy smart, but what they're doing is seeing if like there's a threat to them. Mm-hmm. which is, I guess, basically what we're doing when we, you know, investigate a murder. But uh, the murderino comes from, it's actually from The Simpsons, but in the context that I'm using it, it's for from the very, very famous podcast, uh, My Favorite Murder, um, which is uh, true crime. And they call people who are fans of true crime murderinos. Okay, cool. Well, I learned that today. What I'm recommending is uh, a show called Carmel on uh, Netflix, C-A-R-M-E-L. It's a mini documentary series. It's like five episodes about a murder that took place in Argentina to a very rich family uh, like in a, uh, it was kind of, it was kind of a closed door mystery, but it is bonkers. It's fucking bonkers because the judicial system in Argentina is so completely different than ours. You're just sitting there going, what the fuck is happening? Why in God, what the fuck? You know, because you're sitting there going, it's obviously this, this, and this. And they're and they're like, we decided the whole family was, you know, and you're like, where did you get that? You know, like, it's just, they do not investigate crime. They did not investigate this crime in any kind of, like, American way 
at all. Bizarre. Okay. So it's really strange to watch because, because I mean, at one point during the trial of who they thought did it, like one of one person who was a friend of the deceased and another person who was like a family friend of the whole family are sitting there arguing about a conversation they had after the funeral in court. Like both of them have microphones and they're fighting with each other <laughs> about what they said. And I'm like, what the fuck? Okay. What kind of court is this? There's three judges. Uh, uh, yeah. Huh. Actually, that's not the worst idea I've ever heard. But No, anyway. no, I agree. Yeah. I agree. But there's no jury. Okay. The dead person has a has an attorney. The state has an attorney. And then the defendant has an attorney. So there's a prosecutor. So there's the prosecutor, a defense attorney, and then there's an attorney that acts for the person who was murdered. Okay, I'm starting to like this system more. Yeah. I assume that the execution is horrible, but... <laughs> this isn't the worst thing. Oh, I mean, yeah, I don't want to sure. do jury duty. Nobody wants to do jury duty. Make more lawyers judges and then yeah. have all of them handle that. Don't make like your average numbskull that doesn't know shit about the law have to sit in judgment over somebody's life. You should watch this, though, because when it all comes down to it, it's really no better. Okay. You're sitting there going, what is fucking happening? This is worse than than what we have. Definitely. All right. Uh, it's called Carmel. Okay. Um, of course, the people who are Argentinians call it Carmel. You know, but okay. um, but it's I think it's just look for that. Do they hard breathe the, subtitle... the end of the word like that? Carmel. Yeah, yeah. Carmel. They, they all say it like that. <laughs> Kinda. Yeah. Oh, seriously. It's, it's Arge... Oh, okay. Yeah. Kinda. Carmel. <laughs> you got to roll the R a little bit, but um, oh, that's cool. The subtitle is like "Who killed Maria Marta." All right. Uh, the yeah. So yeah. I anyway. Highly recommend. Cool. What else do we do? Uh, there was the stuff we talked about before. Well, we took care of our business at the front at the front end of the episode. That's true. We told you yeah. all about that, and uh, yeah. like our Patreon, which is patreon.com forward slash Star Trek stuff. Yes. But yeah. So you know, we got a few people on there. We don't. We're not related to all of them. No. You right. know. It won't be weird if you become a patron. Not at all. It'll be. We like it. And we will talk about you and tell you how awesome you are and shit like that. If anybody comes up with Chancellor Alex Jones, please, please, please. Want to see that shit. We are Star Trek stuff at gmail.com. Uh, let us know what you think about this episode. We are Star Trek stuff at gmail.com. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, uh, Star Trek stuff podcast. You can find us on Instagram. Star Trek Stuff Podcast. Make sure you leave us a review and all that shit that we yes, talked please. about. Thank you so much for listening. Yes. Uh, your outro music is Motherfucker. Listen to them slash me, but I'm not on that recording, but that's okay. Motherfucker, <laughs> motherfucker.bandcamp.com. No, I'm not kidding. No, it was not my idea. That's okay. We're going to make it. <laughs> Get out of here on that right there. <laughs> That's it. That's it. And what about all the people that died at sea over the many, yeah. many years? Like, are they just uh -huh. like on top of the water and just nobody's there? So they're just like, well, shit. <laughs> um, boo, doo -dee -doo -dee -doo. fish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh.
Uh, so when the waves splash up, does it just like go through them? Like what? Is it? I guess. Yeah. But I mean, like, like, are they sitting on top of the waves, <laughs> or are they at the bottom of the shipwreck and they're just walking like, around on oh, the ship? Yeah. Beware, that. crabs! <laughs> don't come here. <laughs> Stop eating my corpse. <laughs> anyway.